Every Thursday, we'll be releasing a pair of interviews with some amazing nonprofits talking about their awesome impact in the communities they are in. We'll talk about some challenges they've faced and chat about their best tips and tricks that might just help your organization do good better. Hey, enjoy these mini episodes of inspiration that make a major difference in the lives of those served by these incredible nonprofits. Hey, did you just have a meeting with a donor and they told you something really, really important and you have no place to put it except for like maybe an Excel spreadsheet or, I don't know, a random piece of paper in your office? Go to DonorDoc.com. Get a CRM system that works. Get a donor database system that works. Get something that gives you beautiful reports and beautiful dashboards that even your crankiest board member will love. Go to DonorDoc.com. Use the code word do good better at checkout and get a month free. DonorDoc.com. Choosing a partner to help you achieve success in your business or personal finances is a big decision. You need a devoted advisor who's experienced and attentive and invested in helping you accomplish your goals. Hey, you know what that sounds like? Brady Martz. Brady Martz knows that you've got a lot of options to choose from, but we're confident that Brady Martz is the right accounting firm for you. they got more than a half a century of experience making everyday count through tax, accounting, audit, and business advisory services. So... Contact Brady Marts to learn more about their unique solutions that they can provide you and your nonprofit. Your organization is awesome, but sometimes you want to be even awesomer. It's time to get your fundraising on with your host, fundraising expert and author, Patrick Kirby. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the official Do Good Better podcast. I'm your host, Patrick Kirby. And of course, we talk with small and medium-sized nonprofit leaders today on our Thursday podcast, give you some advice, give you some inspiration, talking about how to do good in the community. I got a good one for you today, folks. I want you to pay attention, give your full attention and all of your awesomeness today. Uh, Jason Taylor, Executive Director of the Burr Oak Land Trust. Welcome to the official Do Good Better podcast, my friend. Awesome, Patrick. Thanks. Great to be here. Um, really appreciate uh, everyone being able to pass our message along to everybody in your audience. I am ecstatic about this. Uh, I'm also excited to having people kind of uh, look through iTunes. Uh, they're looking through Spotify. Maybe they catch us on YouTube and they're like, for Oakland Trust, this sounds intriguing, but I don't know much about them. So Jason, as a 5,000 foot view, who are you? What do you do and why we're chatting today? Absolutely. Thank you. So Borough Land Trust, we are a conservation nonprofit that's based out of Iowa City, Iowa. Uh, we're one of hundreds of land trusts that are all across the country. And so a lot of people don't know what land trusts are. They've never heard of them. Before I started working at a land trust, I really didn't understand exactly what they did. So the idea behind land trusts is that there is really important land that is is still unprotected in this country. It doesn't belong to the federal government. It doesn't belong to the states. But this is land that needs to be protected in some capacity because it harbors some beautiful species, some amazing uh, plants and animals that we want to make sure exist there, not just next year, not in 10 years, but we want to make sure that they exist there for hundreds and thousands of years. So land trusts are able to come in and we can help protect that land. Some of it maintains in in the, the private landowner's hands. Some of it we actually own ourselves. And then we're able to manage that land because everyone that works with land knows you have to actively manage land in order to make sure that it it still contains all those species in the future. So that's the real high level of what a land trust does. It finds and protects valuable land 
and by valuable, I mean, has high biodiversity. I love it. How many, uh, I'm going to go with acres because we'll work in acres. How large of an acreage do you at the Burr Oak Land Trust have under your umbrella? Yep. Great question. So we have, we protect 1,000 acres. Of that 1,000, we own about 500 of those acres. And then we work with private landowners to protect the other 500. And so again, it's a, you, you, there's multiple ways that you can help protect land. Um, there are absolutely large land trusts in this country where they protect hundreds of thousands of acres. The largest land trust that everyone knows, even though they don't know if it's a land trust, the Nature Conservancy. They own and protect and they, they do a great job, uh, and not only in the United States, but internationally. And so when you think of the Nature Conservancy and think of what they're doing, we're doing that, but on a different scale. We're doing it on a regional community scale. So if somebody who's an individual who uh, wants to put a piece of land in the trust, but they've got to make sure they're maintaining it. That was one of the interesting pieces that you just mentioned out of the gate. How, what, how does that work? What sort of things would you have to do or want to do uh, to maintain the land? Because I'm thinking, and probably everybody else like, all right, just leave it alone and it's going to be good, right? So there's probably some little proactive things you're doing that I think are a little bit under the surface. I'd love to explore that a little bit. What are like one way that uh, an individual who has this in the trust could do or should do to make sure that that land is now conserved and a little action oriented that way? Absolutely. So there's two types of species that we like to talk about. There's what's called native species. And these are species that that existed here in a pre-settlement time period. So before European settlers came to the United States, um, those species were on this land. Be it if it's in California, if it's in Iowa, if it's in New York, there are species that existed on that on that land. And then there are species that have been brought in. And sometimes those are they cause all sorts of problems where they'll actually push out a lot of the native species or they'll create what's called a monoculture where you only have one species present and you don't want that. And so one of the biggest things that that people can do on their own land is learn what are the native species, the good ones that you want there, and which ones are the invasive non-native species. Because really what we should be doing is, is everyone should understand the difference between the two and then learn how they can try to get rid of the invasive species to stop spreading them. And one of the cool things is that's uh, that's very cool for your front yard anyway, right? Everybody wants to do this uh, sort of like, hey, how is your land? I, I like all of your shrubberies and things. Great. All native species. It's cool. You want to do that, too. Um, one of the things that I think is really um, a challenge in the nonprofit world is, you know, either, oh, my God, we do more fundraising or, hey, there's another thing that's coming down for our budget. And, oh, my goodness, this is just horrifyingly mundane day to day. What is the story? of impact that you can go back to all the time that reminds you of why you get up every day to do what you do. Absolutely. So this is a recent one. And this is this is one of the big ones um, for my time at the trust. So last July, I was contacted by an attorney who said, hey, I have a couple of clients that are they live on a farm that's been in the family for over 100 years. And they're interested in protecting some of the property because they, they feel that it's so important for them to know that it's going to be taken care of when they're gone. And so I started looking at the property. We went out and viewed it. And it is one of the most beautiful properties that I've ever been on in Iowa. And I, a lot of the species that are there are very unique. Um, we have on this property uh, cactus species that are native to Iowa. Not many people know that there are native cactuses. So we have sand prairie, we have beautiful wetlands, we have oak and hickory savanna all on this one property. 
And so we started working with them and talking about what their what their vision is. How do they want to protect that land? What do they want to protect it against? What did, what did their, their kids think about all of this? And so over the, the last eight months, we've been working with them. And two weeks ago, we finally closed. They made a donation of 198 acres to our land trust so that this piece of property is going to be protected, not just for the next year or two years, but it's going to be uh, protected forever. So one of the beautiful things that we're going to be doing is we're going to learn every single species that we can find on that property because that provides us with a really good idea of how we can effectively manage it moving forward. So every chance I get to get out there on the weekends, on my days off, I go out and I just walk around this property because it just means that much to me. My whole family grew up in Iowa. I went to school in Iowa and this is the first time I've ever heard the term cactus in Iowa. You learn something every day here on the official Do Good Better podcast. Uh, one of the things that I'm sure you have as uh, sort of an executive director, especially of a land trust like this, are um, outrageously unique challenges because of such a unique organization like a land trust. What has been a significant challenge and how did you overcome that as a nonprofit? So I started in uh, at, at the trust in 2018, but I became the executive director in August of 2019. So I had a solid couple months before COVID hit. And at the, during the same time, we did have some staff turnover. Um, and we also started a, a program through the, the AmeriCorps program. Mm. So we had just a lot of changes that were happening uh, all at the same time. And then on top of that, just like everyone else in the world, we had COVID uh, just throwing wrenches at everything that we were trying to do. So we really had to step back and really figure out what was important for our land trust. What are the things that we knew that we could not do without? What are the things that we thought that we could get rid of for a short period of time? And what are some things that we have the ability to get rid of and kind of shed them, not come back to them in the future because they weren't effective? And so COVID really provided us with an opportunity to take that step back and look at absolutely everything. One of the problems that we've had with our organization is if you're trying to do all of this work on the land, on these properties, you just need people. You need individuals that are able to assist, not just for you know a couple hours a week, but massive amounts of, of, of time. And so we, we looked through, uh, we looked to the AmeriCorps program as a solution. So that started exactly when I started as the uh, executive director. And we went from a, a, a 2.5 uh, FTEs, we had two and a half staff members when I started, to now when we have about 15. And so we're finally at the time where we're able to really get all of that work done that we truly want to. And so figuring that out, and it's a federal program, it's a federal grant, figuring out how to do all of that, how to build a team, how to train all of these individuals, that was a massive challenge. But I am I am just absolutely thrilled with the results. And so I see it as the, the, the staff changeover and the development of this program was a big challenge, but it's turned into this, this huge opportunity for us. I think anybody who is a nonprofit leader listening to this understands the 10,000 hat mode that you just went into, which is HR director, hiring uh, firm, manager yep. of the programs, volunteer coordinator, fundraiser all at once. I think we all uh, get how that goes too. And speaking of which, as you do wear 10,000 different hats, I bet you have got a tip or trick up your sleeve that you could help a nonprofit leader uh, out today. So is there one thing that you would tell an executive directory, a nonprofit leader, a fundraiser, anybody else to say, hey, 
this worked for me. It might work for you. Tip or trick that you can share today. Yeah, one that's kind of on a larger level is we, when we were able to take the step back, diversify your impact in the community. Uh, a lot of nonprofits really do hone in on the one thing that they've been able to do well over the course of many years. And I'm absolutely not saying that you need to go completely outside of the lanes and start doing you know absolutely everything. But try to figure out if there are things in your community where your organization has the capabilities to help. So one really quick one um, is that we realized that we had a massive storm come through Iowa, the derecho in August of 2020, and we had trees down absolutely everywhere. It was huge. And so we realized that we had the skill set by doing all of this Sawyer work using chainsaws on all of our properties. We have the ability to actually help with disaster responses. This is not in our normal scope of practice. So, but we, we learned a lot. We were able to get out there and help. And we've actually started a, a, a completely new program where we're able to respond. Our staff, our AmeriCorps members, our board members are, are trained up and we're actually able to respond to disasters, not just in Iowa, but in other parts of the country as well. So again, diversify your impact to the community. There's probably little things, there's probably large things that you're good at that you're able to then provide to your community. It's a really good reminder to go and talk with other nonprofit leaders, other organizations outside of your own horse blinders piece, because there's probably a partnership out there that really needs your skill sets. They don't know about you. You don't know about them. And that's how you grow not only your donor base, but your supporter base. And remember, you got an abundance mindset on there because nobody's stealing all your donors. Nobody's stealing your volunteers. You're just trying to work together to make the world a better place. And I think people want to make the world a better place, but they don't know where to go to donate or get a hold of the Burr Oakland Trust. Jason, how on earth do we do that? How do we send people there? How do we send them to get more information? Most importantly, how do we give you a boatload of money? Well, that sounds fantastic. Uh, so burroaklandtrust.org, and that is B-U-R-O-A-K landtrust.org. That's our website. Uh, lots of information on there about all the properties that we own. Uh, for those that are local, for those that are in our region, we offer uh, the public the ability to access all of our properties. So you can, you can go out hiking on our properties. And so we try to provide that as a benefit to our community again. Um, the, obviously, we have a donate page on there. So donations, how they're used is we use them for the land management. Um, we're out there trying to protect more properties. So the donations that we get are for making the land better and protecting more land in the future. That's our bread and butter. Um, so that's that's the main way that you can uh, that you can contact our organization. I love it. And as always, we will have those links in the show notes. So uh, when you're done with this podcast, number one, you click on this like button, you click on this share button, you click on this uh, five-star reviews. Why wouldn't you want to do that? Where on earth are you going to talk about fundraising tips and tricks and cactuses in Iowa all in one show? The answer is you're not going to. So this probably deserves a little five-star rating, doesn't it? Uh, and then get immediately back into the show notes and go click on the uh, Burr Oak uh, Land Trust uh, links. Uh, go and find out a little bit more in information, go donate. Uh, Jason, thanks so much for what you do. A super unique, fun conversation, unbelievable things that you are doing, not only for the state of Iowa, but connecting the dots on conservation uh, nationwide. Uh, I would like to brag a little bit and say that I am a lord of the uh, Highlands because in Scotland, they do something very similar where you can buy a three foot plot of land as part of their land trust. And I now own one and I'm a Scottish lord. So I feel like you and I are a kind relationship, uh, even though you're just south of us in Iowa. Uh, also, uh, sort of a land trust protectee myself. I just <laughs> needed to say that out loud. Uh, thank you so much for what you do. However, thank you so much, even more importantly, for being a guest here 
on the official Do Good Better podcast. Patrick, thank you so much. This has been a pleasure. Um, Really appreciate your time. Super fun, my friend. Thanks. Look, as someone who listens to the show, you know that I love helping small and medium-sized nonprofits. That's why we bring on the awesome experts and guests that get to talk to you about how to make your organization more awesome. So I've got a deal for you. I would like to help you. I would like to work with you. So if you're go-to dogooduniversity.com. That's dogoodyouniversity.com. And you register for one of the courses. I'm going to send you my best-selling book, Fundraise Awesomer, a practical guide to staying sane while doing good for free because I really want you to do amazing work. Listen, dogooduniversity.com. Go pick out something, whether it's a board training or a gratitude training or whatever webinar you want to choose. Um, use the promo code podcast, take 25% off of anything that you purchase. And I'm going to throw in a book as well, because I want you to do awesome. I want you to do awesomer and I want you to do good better. Go to do today.